Good morning, church family. It's good to hear all the chatter. It's good to see all of you here. We're glad you've chosen to worship with us this morning. I have several things to mention to you before we begin in worship. Um, the first is just a way of information from our AV upstairs. Um, I don't know if many of you know this, but we have a technology demon in our church. Um, in the past year, we've had two um, hard drives in our main office fry and melt. Why? It's a great question. Um, Gary said he was here working on Friday and something very, very wacky happened with the sound. There's no explanation for it. Um, but it basically made a very loud um, white noise sound, very loud. Um, and it only had two speakers working at the time, which means all of our speakers, if that were to happen this morning, would be quite loud. We just want to let you know that. He doesn't know why it happened. It hasn't happened before, but they didn't fix anything, so who knows? We just don't want you to think, A, that the Lord has returned, um, or B, that Gary has had a heart attack upstairs and he needs help. Um, so if for some reason that were to happen, um, we'll quickly take care of it. But just so you're aware, um, we've got some funky things happening with our technology at the church. There are a lot of things happening today. If you are on the safety committee, hopefully you know, and hopefully you received an email from me this week. We are meeting at 4 o'clock today in the um, conference room in the Cornerstone building. So if you are on the safety committee, 4 o'clock in the conference room today. Deacons, you are meeting at 5 in the small dining room. 5 o'clock deacons in the small dining room. And if you'd like to come out and play Frisbee today, they'll be meeting at 5.30 over at Gardner Webb. We'd love to have you come out and join them. We have two important Sundays coming up in May. We have um, baby dedication, which is on Mother's Day. If you have not let us know that you'd like to have your child dedicated, please let us know so we can plan for that. And also we have Graduate Sunday. If you are a high school graduate, a college graduate, please let us know so we can get your information in the bulletin and we can prepare to recognize you on that day. And also seniors, today is the last day to turn in your WMU award application. So if you have not done that yet and you're a senior, please make sure you do that today. Want to remind you about your bulletins. We are back to having bulletins. Um, so you take a look at that. Um, and if you noticed, we mentioned this last week, and it's behind me right now, there's a, a QR code that you can scan now, and if you'd rather not get a bulletin and you'd just like to see it on your phone, you can scan that QR code. We have one out here of this door and one at the back, and it'll be on your phone, and you don't have to pick up a bulletin, so if you'd like to do that, that is available for you. And one last item, if you'll notice on the back of your bulletin, it says that one of our homebound members, Willie Hawkins, is 97. She is 97 today. Mary Jo says she is watching us, so we want to wish Willie Hawkins a very happy 97th birthday. We're um, happy that she gets to celebrate that milestone today, so happy birthday to you, Willie. Um, if you'd like to send her some cards, her address is in the bulletin. I know she would love and appreciate that. As we um, prepare our hearts for worship, we're going to turn our attention to Galia as she enters us into this time.
Hallelujah. Um, we are going to do something that we have not done in quite some time. We're going to stand and sing a hymn as a congregation. And I hope you will. So will you stand and we're going to sing together in Christ alone. As we come to our time of community at prayer, 
There are four names, if you will add to your list to be praying for. Aaron Edwards, Laura Beaver, Chris Hamrick, who's preparing for surgery in May, and Abby Hamrick, who is having brain surgery this Friday. So if you would be in prayer for them. Let's pray together. Father, we come to you today lifting these names to you, but also the many names and families on our prayer list and the countless requests on our hearts. Hear us and grant us peace as we trust in your compassion, your timing, and your answers today. Even as the seasons have changed and we have hope for the days ahead, we remain a people that continue to face the dark days of death, grief, and loss of many kinds. We know you are walking with us. Show us your footsteps. We know you are bearing our sorrows. Open our eyes to moments of grace. We know you are making all things new. Hold our hands as we try to trust. And in all trials and through all pains, be turning us into a people that will heal and then mimic your ways, people that will then turn to their neighbors and bestow your presence and power that we may all be strengthened and healed in your name. Amen. We are not alone, we are not alone, God is with us, we are not alone, we are not alone, we are not alone, God is with us, we are not alone, we are not alone, we are not alone, God is with us, we are not alone, we are not alone, we are not alone, God is with us, we are not alone, we are never alone, we are not alone, we are never alone, God is with us, God is with us, ever and ever, we are never alone, are not alone, we are not alone, we are not alone, God is with us, we are not alone, we are not alone, we are not alone, God is with us, we are not alone, we are not alone, we are not alone, God is with us, we are not alone, we are not alone, we are not alone, God is with us, we are not alone. We are never alone, we are not alone, we are never alone, God is with us, God is with us, ever and ever, we are never alone, are not alone, we are not alone, we are not alone, God is with us, we are not alone, we are not alone, we are not alone, God is with us, 
This morning, I'd like to share with you a very practical passage of Scripture from Romans chapter 12. I shared with this with you for the past couple of weeks. It's been one of those passages that has so much that we will never get to all of it, but there's a lot in there. I'll be reading from uh, William Barclay's translation of that Scripture. And if you'll stand for the reading of our Scripture, we haven't done that in a while, but you're here together. If you're able to stand, please stand. Romans 12, verses 9 through 13, the words of Paul. Your love must be completely sincere. Hate what is evil and cling to that which is good. Be affectionate to one another in brotherly love. Give to each other priority and honor. Do not be sluggish in zeal. Keep your spirit at boiling point. Seize your opportunities. Rejoice in hope. Meet tribulation with triumphant fortitude. Persevere in prayer. Share what you have with people in need, God's dedicated people, and be eager in giving hospitality. Wonderful words. Let's pray together. Father, we have a practical faith. We have to live it up to live up to it. And Father, I pray that you'll share with us how today as we share our scripture about rejoicing and, and being strong in the midst of hardship. I pray God you'll speak to us today and help us to realize that there are many around us who are experiencing hardship. And if we're not, we'll be experiencing it sometime. And I pray God you'll help us to be understanding and helpful in those situations. But most importantly, to depend on you to help us. In the name of Christ, I pray. Amen. You may be seated. I want to share with you a little bit of story. I'm kind of relating this passage of scripture to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So I'm going to be telling you the story about that in Daniel chapter 3. In Daniel chapter 3, we have the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Three guys having a bad day, having a hard day, a difficult time. Life was not easy for them, living in a very threatening environment. It was a tough time for them. Strangers in a strange land is what they were, persecuted for their beliefs, threatened by an evil king, Nebuchadnezzar. And this was constant. They were constantly threatened by him. And when the time was, when it, another constant was when life was not hard, it was unpredictable. It was a difficult life for them. It wasn't easy at all. You could say they were having some hard times. They were subject to persecution at any time. Any time persecution, persecution could come down the pike because he was crazy. He was, he was a difficult man and easily influenced toward the evil. Evil was just something that he specialized in. It's something that he, he liked. He, he loved to practice evil and do evil things. The Apostle Paul was not alive during this time. This was before Apostle Paul. But it seems these three guys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, followed the rules of Paul found in Romans. Paul's words are these in Romans 12, 12. Be joyful in hope. Be joyful in hope. Be patient in affliction. And be faithful in prayer. Three things that are helpful in our time of hardship. Back to King Nebuchadnezzar. He had created an idol of gold, 90 feet high and nine feet wide, a giant idol. And he made, this, he made this command to all the people there in the country. Here's what you're to do. As soon as you hear the sound of horn, flute, or zither, I don't know, what is, what is a zither? I should have looked that up. I should know that, but that's kind of a strange-sounding thing. A zither, a lyre, a harp, and pipes, and all kinds of music. You will need to hit the dirt. You'll need to get on your knees, fall down, and worship the gold statue. You worship the statue as soon as you hear the music. That's what you do. He added, whoever doesn't do this, whoever doesn't do so, will be immediately tossed into a flaming, fire, flaming fiery furnace. They'll be tossed into the fire. 
I'd call that a dilemma, wouldn't you? I'd call that kind of difficult. But we have our dilemmas today. We have dilemmas today. We have those things that come up that we're, committed to, that we're, we're commanded to do. We're commanded to bow down and worship the God of public opinion many times. Sometimes we have to go the easy route and just follow the way of public opinion. That's one of the gods we have to worship sometimes, the God of appearance, the God of materialism, the gods of culture. And there'll be repercussions if we fail to do so. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were not fond of the idea of being thrown into the fire. They weren't, they weren't really crazy about that. It would not be humanly possible to survive this. It would be difficult to survive. In fact, impossible. So obviously they would bow down and worship the idol. Obviously they would do that. This was not to be. Not so. It didn't happen. They took another route, the hard way, the difficult way. They chose another option. They chose to do the right thing, and they did just that. They decided to go into the furnace rather than be unfaithful to God. I often wonder if I could do that, knowing a fiery furnace awaited me if I turned away, if I did not turn away from God. But that's something to think about. They were not unfaithful to God. I'm always inspired by their response in Daniel chapter 3, verses 16 through 18. A wonderful response. O King Nebuchadnezzar, we will not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. We don't need to make excuses. We don't need to beg or plead with you. They said, the God we serve is able to save us from this. He'll rescue us from your hand, O king. Confident words, strong words. He'll rescue us. He'll take care of us. Verse 18. But even if he does not, here's, a, here's a, an important passage to look at. He, even if he does not, we want you to know, O king, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image you have set up. We're not going to do it. It's not going to happen. We're simply not going to do it. Needless to say, crazy Neb heated the furnace to broil. He heated it up to broil to hot. It was so hot. It was so hot. Y'all aren't enthusiastic about that. I told the kids this morning. Now, Bryson kids, y'all had y'all's opportunity. You yelled it out. Yeah, and I told them, I told them sneak up on, on everybody and just yell it out today. It was so hot. According to Scripture, it was heated to level seven. Seven times hotter than usual. Have you ever been impatient with a piece of cheese toast or a waffle and just heated the oven up and forgot about it and all of a sudden smoke comes rolling out of the kitchen you wonder what's going on and you open up the open up the, the oven and, and the, the the hair singes on your arms it's that hot it was so hot it was so hot that it killed the soldiers who placed three guys in the furnace it was so hot it killed the soldiers that placed the three guys Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the, into the furnace it killed them because it was that hot it was looking like a tough day for Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. It was going to be a tough day. Here's where the hard times and obvious defeat turns into victory. In chapter 3, verses 24 and 25. Then King Nebuchadnezzar leaped, leaped to his feet in amazement and asked his advisors, weren't there three men that we throw, threw into the fire, the blazing furnace? He replied, certainly, O king. They replied, certainly, O king. Look, he said, I see four men walking in the fire, unbound and unharmed. And the fourth looks like a son of God, the gods. There were four men in the furnace, not three. Can we sing that song again? You are not alone. They're not alone. There was a fourth person with them. And we need, we'll touch on that in just a few minutes. We need to understand that. I'm not a prophet. I just play a preacher on TV. But I'm going to offer a prophecy this morning. Offer a prophecy. You're going to have bad days. You're going to have bad days. Anybody had a bad day this week? Let's see those hands. Okay, you've had bad days. You're going to have bad weeks. You ever had some bad weeks? I've had some bad years. 
college, have bad months. You're going to have some bad times. To live is to deal with difficulty. To live is to deal with difficulty and crises. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Jesus himself told those who followed it would not be easy. Numerous times he said, it's not going to be easy. And we sell people a bill of goods when we say, except Christ, it's going to be simple. But it's not. But you have strength and power to, to deal with the difficult times because of Jesus Christ, our strength, and the guidance of the Holy Spirit. I've read Dietrich Bonhoeffer's Cost of Discipleship five times and only make it chapter five. I quit at chapter five every time. I give up because I finally like to say, Dietrich, I get it. I understand what you're saying in the cost of discipleship. Discipleship and obedience to God in Christ is difficult. It's not easy, but it's the only way to go. It's the only way to go. It's the way to, of, of discipleship. He said, Jesus bids us to come and die. Bids us to come and die. And I get it. I understand that. It's the sacrifice. It's a difficult life sometimes. Obedience sent three people to a fiery furnace. Obedience to God sent three people to the fiery furnace. It sent Jesus to a cross. And there'll be times it'll put you in a pickle. There'll be times it'll put you into a pickle. It'll make it difficult for you. Paul offers some advice for those Christians of his day and some guidance for us today to help us as we deal with hard times. And it's going to seem crazy for some of you. It'll seem offensive to others and unrealistic to a few. It may make some sense, hopefully. Paul tosses the seeds out there, and I'm going to do likewise. Romans 12, 12. Be joyful in hope. Be joyful in hope. There's always hope. There's no such... Uh, William Barclay says there's no such thing as a hopeless Christian. Do you agree with that? I hope you do. There's no such thing as a hopeless Christian. We always have hope. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in affliction. I don't want to be patient in affliction. I want it over with as soon as possible. Be faithful in your prayers. Sometimes I just think the, the prayers are just going to the ceiling and that's it. It seems that I'm that afflicted or that in that much difficulty, it feels like that's the way it is. But we'll first look at this. Be joyful in hope. Be joyful in hope. The definition of hope, uh, the, the definition of joy has become cliche throughout the years. As we've said, happiness is dependent upon externals, external things. But joy is dependent on the eternal things. Happiness is based on externals. I'm happy, and I've told you this before, I'm happy when I finally get that 1966 GTO. I'm only happy when I get that, but I can't afford the gas or the insurance. But it's going to be great. I'll be happy when I get those things. I'm going to be happy when I get that home at Oak Island. I'll be happy. I'll be great. I'll be happy when I don't have to worry about money anymore, when I acquire independently wealthy status. I'll be happy then. These things can make me happy, but they'll never bring me joy. They'll never bring you joy. Joy is found in the eternal God and the Son, Jesus Christ, and the life He gives us, and the comforting guidance of the Holy Spirit of God in your life. That's where we find joy, a joy that abides and stays there. It's always there because we know He has it under control. Paul even goes as far as to say in Romans 15, 15:4, For everything that was written in the past was written to teach us that through endurance and the encouragement of the Scriptures we might have hope. We might have hope. We always have hope. Let's look at verse 13 as well. And Paul says, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust him, as you trust him, so that you may overflow with, joy, with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit gives you joy, gives you peace, and gives you hope. Let the Holy Spirit have its reign in your life. Let the Holy Spirit work in your life. Abide by that. Let that be the peace that you seek. Do not lose hope in the midst of hardship. 
That's easy for me to say because I don't know what you're going through. But don't lose hope. Let me offer that word of encouragement today. Maybe you're going through some difficult times right now. Don't lose hope. Please don't lose hope. And if you need some hope, talk to some of these folks around you. We have a church full of folks who offer have some words of hope for you. And by all means, seek the guidance of the Spirit. Next, be patient in affliction. Be patient. Any patient people here? Okay, we got a couple of them. Parents, are you patient? Patience is tried. I had kids at one time. It's tough. Patient in affliction. They're not in affliction. Kids aren't, but be patient in affliction. This has been a struggle with me for me throughout the years. Be patient. To be a patient person. I'm not too patient. As I've complained to the Almighty, whined in the presence of God and asked why and experienced my share of why me's, poor me's, and why God. I've done that before, and you have too. You've had those moments when you've wondered. It took a while, but on a scale of 1 to 10, on the patient scale, I'm now a 7. I'm now a 7. I've acquired that status, and I don't know if I get much further. It took hardship. It took struggle and worry to realize God's got this. God's got it under control. Do you believe that? Do you believe he can handle the situation? You do. If you can't handle it, God's got this. As homework, I want you to read Psalm 22. I'd like to share verses 1 through 5 of this Psalm of David with you. David was responsible for a lot of his affliction, a lot of his hardship. Verses 1 through 5 are very familiar. As he says, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Have you heard that before? Were those not words from the cross? My God, my God, why are you forsaking me? Why are you so far from saving me, so far from my words of groaning? Groaning. Why are you so far away? Oh, my God, I cry out by day, but you do not answer by night, and I'm not silent. You're enthroned as the Holy One. You are the praise of Israel. In you, our fathers put their trust. They trusted and you delivered them. You see how he's starting to get hopeful? He's starting to get there. They cried to you and you were saved, and they trusted and they were not disappointed. In patience, you find that God is at work. There for a while, I, well, my writing kind of got bad, so I kept a journal for a long time. I kept a journal. And I love keeping that journal because I can write down my thoughts. Now I can't read my thoughts, but I kept that journal. And I was surprised in some of those early mornings when I couldn't sleep and I'd written down some stuff that was concerning me. I'd have another sleepless night, and I'd get out there and I'd read it, and I'd say, well, God delivered me in that other situation. He's yet to disappoint me. There were times when I wondered if God was there, and you have too, but he's there. Be patient. Be patient and trust him in hardship. Finally, keep praying. That's easy to do. Just keep praying. That's easy to say. Keep praying. Be faithful in your prayer life. Philippians is a book of rejoicing. A wonderful book of rejoicing in the midst of hardship. That's what the purpose is. Containing this letter, letter of Paul are these words about prayer. Some wonderful words about prayer. Paul is talking about the challenges in ministering for the gospel. And he concludes with these words about the value of prayer. In Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. That's hard to do. To be thankful in the midst of difficulty. Let your request be known to God. And the peace that passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. The peace of God that passes all understanding. Have you ever wanted, had been in such a situation where you wondered why you were at peace? How you could actually be at peace? 
That's the Holy Spirit working within you saying, it's okay, it's going to be all right. I've got this. The peace of God. And lastly, don't forget this. What evil king Nebuchadnezzar saw in the fiery furnace. He offers a testimony. He's a testimony here. What he saw in the fiery furnace. Evil king Nebuchadnezzar. He tossed three people in the fire. But he saw four in the furnace. He saw four there. Three people were having a bad day. But there was a fourth with them. One who resembled a son of the gods. And we know it was the son of God. We know that was Jesus. And they were not alone. Nor are you. You're not alone. If we can always remember that. We're never alone. I love the song. I need to hear that on a daily basis. Could y'all sing that on? Just put that one open my door on Monday morning. You are not alone. Be great. Christ is with you. He's with you. The risen Savior said many years ago to his disciples, as they were having a bad day, having a bad week, a terrible week, a disappointing season, he said, Lo, I'm with you always. Lo, I'm with you always, even until the end of the age. Folks, maybe you need to hear it today. He's with you. He's with you. He's with you. Never forget that. He's your Savior. If you've asked Jesus Christ to come into your heart and life, He's your Savior. He's with you. Life will not be guaranteed to be simple or easy, but He's with you and He'll strengthen you. Your strength and sustenance in the fire, whatever fire that is. He's with you. He's with you. Is he calling you today? Is he speaking to you today to depend on him, to follow him? Let Christ be your source of hope, encouragement, and courage as you deal with the hardships of life. Let him be there for you. Let's pray together. Father, we're not alone. That's a good word to hear that we're not alone. You're with us in the fire. In the difficulty, you're with us. I don't know how many folks need to hear that today. I need to hear it today, that you're with us, that you'll always be with us. You'll never leave us. Father, some days we all have those times when we don't feel like we can make it. We feel like we're on our last leg. We feel like maybe it's all over. But God, there's hope in you. And I pray you'll give us that hope, and we'll, we'll accept that hope that you give us that will trust you and will be at peace knowing that you're there. The greatest witness we can have as Christians is to be a peace, people of peace in the midst of difficulty. No, sometimes we don't feel like smiling and saying, ain't God good? Sometimes we can just be content and at peace knowing that you are good and you're with us. Give us peace today. Give us strength today as we face the future, as we face the fires that are out there. It's not an easy world to be in. But God, we know that you're there. We know that you care about us. We know that you'll watch over us. Give us peace today and strength. If there's someone here who does not know Jesus Christ and the peace he gives, I pray that they'll make that decision today to accept him as their Savior. They'll find strength in him. And those of us who are already Christians, already accepted Christ as our Savior, I pray, God, that we might see the need to live a life of depending upon you. Father, we thank you for the commitment of last week as we've had numerous folks join our congregation. Perhaps there are others who want to become a part of this congregation. I pray that if they do, that we'll make them feel welcomed and we'll offer to them the words of peace that Christ gives to us. Thank you, God, for the privilege of worship. Speak to us today. In the name of Christ, I pray. Amen.
I remember back when um, <clears throat> it was early on in the pandemic and anytime we had to have something put on the piano, I played it so Galia wouldn't have to come in. And I remember the first time she had to play, or not had to play, when she got to come play, um, a prelude for one of our recordings, it hit me. I did not realize how much I had missed hearing those preludes until they weren't there. Um, and this morning, hearing everyone sing um, a hymn this morning, not really fully realizing how much you miss something until you don't have it. Um, it was wonderful to hear everyone singing together in the worship this morning. As we close out today, I want to remind you your deacon of the week is Gary Poston. He's our Wonderful AV Tech in the balcony. If you need him for anything this week, if you can't reach somebody at the church, he'll be happy to um, help you out. You can reach out to him. And I also want to remind you that we take up our offerings right now in um, two two boxes. One is out these doors and one is out this door. Um, You can place your offering in those boxes, and we're going to pray for that here in just a moment. As we prepare to leave, would you stand? And would you join me as we pray? God, we thank you for this time of worship today. We thank you for the freedoms we have to come here into this place each week. God, to pray, to hear your word spoken, and God, to praise your name through song. Thank you, God, that no matter what we face in this world, and we face many things, God, that you are always with us and we are never alone. And we find our hope in this. God, as we depart this morning, as we have given in Sunday school and as we prepare to give our offering as we leave, God, we pray that you will take that and that you will bless it for your purpose, God that your ministries would be furthered, and God, that your message of hope and love and grace and mercy and salvation would be reached to the world. God, thank you for this place that we call our home. Thank you for these people. And thank you for your love. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Have a wonderful Sunday.